Uh, hey guys, so next week we're going to do our Elden Ring episode, so right. we don't want to just like you know say all that this week. I know it's what we're all playing, but before we start, do you have anything to talk about that's not Elden Ring? Hmm. Hmm. Um. Let's see. Um. Ah, shoot. I'm thinking myself here. Um. Oh. Uh. Last. Last. Uh, last week I was. Um. I forget if it was like a game studio or like a game store that I was visiting. Um, but there were these two women who were like dried out husks and they, uh, they were selling, uh, like armor and, uh, what, like, a like blacksmithing stones. Mm, uh, and yeah. Heather, uh, that's, hmm? that's in Elden. Yeah, I know right? what you're talking about. That's, I know yeah, you're talking about. Oh, yeah. They're yeah, at the round yeah, table. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. shoot. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I remember that as a retro game store or something. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So no, not that then. Not uh, that. Uh, I, got, I I thought of something. Yeah, I was just sort of riding around uh, on my uh, my horse, uh, and I noticed there was this this guy who was like upside down, like stuck in the earth. Mm-hmm. And I went up and I and I whacked no. him no. from behind with okay. my sword, no, that, and he came no, out. He was no. turned out he was a jar. He was like no, a no, jar no, no. creature. No, yeah. no, 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 yeah. no, no, no. We should have known right away, actually, but no. Yeah, Nick, that was that's Elden Ring. Oh, it was it was yeah, that game. was Elden Ring. Oh, oh wait. Um, maybe this is this is maybe not like an intro, but maybe this is like uh like a funny story that you guys would like to hear. Okay. Uh-huh. I was out in the world the other day, minding my own business, and this this guy, this like real jerk, started talking to me, and he called me maidenless. Well, that could what have was, happened in the real world, but I yeah. think I think that was Elden Ring. I think that's probably only thing, something you'd hear in the world. Uh, was was the was the person talking to you like a like a man, or was it like you know a skeleton uh, that was dressed up like a cardinal from the Catholic Church? Well, it was a skeleton man. Okay, well, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, that that's, was yeah, that was probably oh, that was yeah. oh, Okay, <laughs> shoot. Ah. And, hmm. Oh. Oh, Mary got me a new piece of jewelry. It's an Elden Ring. Ah, fuck no. Uh, okay, that was, uh, in the, yeah. that was in the game. Uh, that was in the mm, game. Mm. <laughs> Congrats, though. Thank you. You're the Elden Lord now, right? <laughs> yeah. It's fucking sick. <laughs> we save the planet through video game patterns and fuck Qbert and his fucking nose this week on Get Played. <laughs> to Get Played, your one-stop show for good games, bad games, and every game in between. It's time to Get Played! I'm your host, Heather Ann Campbell, along with my fellow host, Nick Weiger. That's me, Nick Weiger, and I'm here with Matt Apodaca. Hello, everyone. Hello, everyone. And welcome back, Mary Laws. Wow. Wow, our hey, guest today. it's pretty writer good. Writer and producer yeah. from Succession, Creature, and Monsterland. Thank you so much for making time for us. Oh, well, I 
am very busy and important, so you're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's true. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's why we're laughing. We feel bad. Yeah. <laughs> you, uh, yeah, if you feel bad now, you wait until you think about the two hours we took from her life. Yeah, this no, week, yeah, this week's topic. the whole thing. <laughs> well, let's let's slow down a little bit. Okay, okay. <laughs> I, I, I am just this. This is always the situation with recording because the two of you cohabitate, and that we. <laughs> That that you're recording, you're like in the same domicile, but you're in separate spaces for audio reasons. That's just like mm-hmm. how often does that happen? I guess that it probably happens. Spaces? To, yeah, but you're in in direct communication. You mean like, does she call me when I'm in <laughs> the fucking pit of the garage? And and yes, and that's what I, I'm asking. I do actually because I'm I'm yeah, I constantly call because I'm. I'm too lazy to walk out there sometimes. And I'm just like, honey, can you find the remote? (laughs) She'll she'll come inside and then find it. Is this this shocking to you, Nick, because your wife doesn't speak to you? (laughs) Yeah, we're just... Things are on a need-no basis around the Weiger household. (laughs) It's a, 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 a like uh, what, I I think we we don't have like a we don't have like a garage is the thing mm-hmm. we have like and and Matt I think you have a similar living situation where it's all it's it's one apartment so yes. you know it's things are things are with everything's within shouting distance mm-hmm. so there there'll be some shouting but not necessarily a proper phone call in mm-hmm. at home nowhere for me to hide <laughs> <laughs> tell me about it <laughs> so right now Heather's been playing Elden Ring a lot. Mm-hmm. And uh, and you know, well, let's just get into it because that's also what you and I have been playing, Matt. And mm-hmm. I, I, and and I know what Mary's been playing. But for the sake of our listeners, what are you playing? <coughs> wait, 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 here we go. Excuse me. Excuse me. Do you know who the fuck I am? Uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> do you know who the fuck I here. am? You come in here about once. An I have one job. I have one yeah. job. I know, but I kind of took it from me. I usually tee it up by saying it, and then you repeat it. So, you know, Wait, I, you this is kind you of, just say it and I repeat it. You think that's my job? I just a fucking parrot. I don't know. I'm not saying you're parrot. I'm saying that you that I kind of that's just my way of tossing you the alley oop. Is I'll say it my normal cadence, and then you'll say it in your unique cadence. You check your phone. I think you got a phone call. Okay, hold on. It's for my wife. <laughs> she says, your podcast sucks. <laughs> <laughs> she can only hear my audio, too, so. <laughs> well, now I feel bad. I don't no, think the okay. podcast sucks. Oh, God Nick, bless I'd you. Like to know, I'd like to know. What are you playing? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mary, let's start with you. Well, I am... Not a constant gamer, mm-hmm. as we all know, but um, great movie. Uh, Heather loved Disco Elysium so much mm-hmm. and couldn't stop talking about it. And in fact, I think <laughs> told me that she spent all of an entire session of her therapy one day talking about Disco Elysium. Mm-hmm. Um, that I was like, I need to try it. And so, um, yeah, I I've been playing on the Switch. And I'm probably 25 hours in. Wow. Or wow. something like that. I 
fucking love it. Wow. It's so yeah. good. Hell yeah. It's so good. It's um <clears throat> I even bought a copy uh for a friend of mine, um, my friend Brad, who um who loves playing games on the Switch. Mm-hmm. I just find Is it, it Brad so Pitt? profound. <laughs> <laughs> Brad. It is. Wow. Wow. He awesome. loved the Switch. That's awesome. That fucking um, That's really cool. He loves that and Marin. Yeah. Marin yeah. on IFC. Yeah. Um, no, my friend Brad Harris, he loves the Switch. I, oh. um, I, I find it so, like, moving. Mm-hmm. And, like, have even, I, I've been uh, screenshotting, like, Moments that I f- I think are so beautiful and like the um, the writing and the storytelling, like moments that really surprised me. Um, and I I decided to play it as um, much myself as I could. I know Heather, you played it as sort of like a, a fa- fascist <laughs> asshole. <laughs> <laughs> so we've had really different um gaming experiences like uh what's the what's the kid's name Heather like Kuno Kuno um I had this like really heartfelt conversation with and um Heather I feel like you were kind of watching over my shoulder and you were like yeah I just like pun- punched that kid or something like that. <laughs> um but yeah I've been trying to play it as myself and so um I didn't give my character very much uh, physical <laughs> strength or um, or agility. I put it all in like EQ and IQ, um, but it's been really kind of profound to watch yeah. my character be forced to change as um, I I'm put in situations where I have to level level up certain parts of my personality that I didn't in, intend to and. Um, I was telling Heather the other day, like, I'm far enough in where I feel a sort of longing for the person I was at the very beginning of the game, that my character was at the wow. very beginning of the game. Mm, because there, he, he's, like, not making choices in the same, like, sort of – he was, like, a big empath and lots of imagination, and he loved art. There was even this moment in the game where, like – uh, he he wanted to paint a mural on a wall, and so I had to go find paints and things and and paint this mural on the wall because he loved art so much. And now he's like knocking down doors more, and like you yeah. know, I don't know. So it's just it's just really profound, and I feel um, like I've been you know reflecting just generally on life and the way like you you make all of these choices and also just the breadth of the game is incredible like this i mean heather how many words did you say it was it's i think 1.6 million words or something like that I in it was disco more elysium even. in disco elysium i don't know yeah. it's just it's i've never played a game like it before and i you know it is kind of like a choose your own adventure style game but it it is so vast that yeah. yeah Heather Heather like when we when we've been like like I'll I'll kind of like play it for a little while um before bed and and you'll watch over my shoulder and you were just like wow wow we had like such different experiences so totally. I love it it's incredible 
That's rad. I'm I'm so glad you're responding to it because I yeah I I I came to to really really love it. I played through it twice. Once oh, as cool. once as a thinker uh, who is a little bit more agile, and then I just just whatever the thinker archetype is. That I think that's that's how it's stat, uh-huh, his stats yeah. are split. And then one I, I created where I just I just split the I just changed the category. So I was just like a big brute who was also like had a lot of personality, not a lot of intellect or mm-hmm. agility. And it was it was really fun to just to see the difference between you know, what type of asshole I was in each of them. Uh, but I, the the mural thing made me think of one moment I had in, in my first playthrough, which is that when I went to paint the mural, uh, the, the mural that my character painted was a uh, fuck the police. <laughs> and, oh, then yeah. your part- <laughs> and then your partner, Kim, is like, is, is like, why did you paint that? We're the police. <laughs> <laughs> and my guy responded like, oh, no. Oh, why did I do that? <laughs> I, I do like the questions where it's like, you know, because your character is supposed to have um, amnesia or, what I, or whatever, drank, drank himself into an yes. amnesic state. Amnesic state? is it, I don't know if that's weird. But um, <laughs> I like the questions where you're like, your character is like, wait, so what is communism or yeah. like yeah. wait a second so uh oh what what are we as the police so those yeah. those kinds of questions are pretty funny but i don't know there's moments that it's, the writing is just so incredible too and you know i do i do hope that someone will um ad- adapt it into a film or a series or something because I feel like it would make such a wonderful you know adaptation because the world is so huge there's such a uh, yeah there there supposedly is an Amazon show being developed on the property I I really wonder what direction they're going to take because there's a version you make of it where you just make the game as a limited series but also the world is like the world building is so intricate and you know part of part of why i think the uh, the uh, you know the well, it feels so expansive despite being such a compact play area it's really just like four areas you're going to uh, mm-hmm. geographically you know it's and some interiors is it's just like every it's so dense it's so densely packed with lore and detail and characterization Mm -hmm. and so i think there is like a version of this that exists within that elysium world that's just a completely different story but we'll see that that's probably not what they'll do yeah yeah Yeah, not having finished the game i'm i'm not sure how how you would adapt it but i feel like there's a lot of possibility and um you know i just like the it makes me think of um Clue, the movie, didn't... Mm -hmm. You know how Clue, the movie, had different endings that were released in different, like, parts of the country? I I feel like that would be a really cool way to adapt the game. But um, anyway, I I just... I'm loving it, and um, I feel like it's a video video game for non-gamers, too, because Mm -hmm. I feel like it's really easy to... um, You know, there's no skill necessarily involved like you don't have to fight or there's no battles or anything like that so I think that's also why it appeals to me because I it's just a text-based game and um but it doesn't get boring you know no. it's full, so many discoveries so yeah it's it's so gripping you said it's like it's like nothing you played before or something something like that and and, and I, I like I agree because I've played like isometric RPGs like that are like this that are you know the the similar the similar POV and the similar 
you know, t- uh, large reams of text and a lot of uh, interactions, but just like the way this one is constructed and the way this one plays, it just feels completely different. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you're having a, a, a ball with it. Yeah, I'm hey, obsessed. I, I really can't that's put rad. it down. Uh, well, hey, speaking of things we can't put down, let's talk Elden Ring a little bit. <laughs> so next week, uh, Matt is cackling. Next <laughs> week, we are going to be doing our We Play, You Play about Elden Ring, a full episode about this game that just came out and is dominating all of our lives uh, with our guest, Jordan Morris. So that'll be a lot of fun. One of the biggest souls heads we know. Uh, he'll be ho- he'll be hopping in with us. We're going to be talking about Elden Ring in depth right now. Let's just touch on it because we don't want to. Uh, blow our wad, so to speak. Um, <laughs> Thank so, you for uh, parsing your words. Yes, yeah. Want to use a euphemism there? What are you shooting? <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember, like Senator Orrin Hatch said, like blow your wad or shoot your wad in like a some Senate hearing, and then everyone was like, "Why did you say that?" And he's like, "I'm t- it's a it's an old timey expression about a gunpowder or something." It's like what? Come on, dude. No. Anyway. Um. Anyway. So the. Uh, so Elden Ring. I. I. I can't. You know. I just keep wanting to play it. I. I'm really. I'm not as deep as the, either of you are. I'm. 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 I'm closing in on twenty hours. So I'm just kind of you know dipping my toe in the water really with how dense and and massive this game is. Uh. But I'm. But I. I am really loving it. The one thing I'll do. I'll touch on my my little talking point will be. We did a main theme episode. We did a now that's what I call video game music, and we we talked main themes, main title themes. This main title theme is a banger. I'm happy to hear it every time I boot the game up. Let's play a little bit of the Elden Ring title theme. Okay, just kind of settling in here. Sure. Yeah. Sure. This seems peaceful. A little ominous, but everything seems okay. Whoa, whoa, wait, wait, what? Surprise, you're fucked. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to hell, bitch. (laughs) So great. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. I, I just it gets me so fucking hyped every time I hear it. It's it great. is it's so good. Really good. Uh Matt, you got anything you want to touch on Elden Ring wise? I mean Well, I'm we'll, I'm sure we'll say we'll talk at length about this, but I don't think a game in recent memory has hooked its claws so deeply within me. I think of, wow. I have dreams about Elden Ring. That doesn't happen with uh, I've been having dreams about Elden Ring. Uh, and hot um, ones, yeah, just like the <laughs> hottest, craziest dreams. It's like you, you wouldn't believe it. Oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you're I worth a thousand no rings, slice. But I must suck. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, and you know I'm the Elden Lord, so it's like right. it's like it's like a, you're doing nice, that's good. Yeah, nice. yeah, yeah. No, I mean I've been having like just I I, I don't know I like I dream of the UI. Like mm-hmm. the UI is present in dreams when I'm not in like in the lands between two. Like it's just there. Like everything I'm thinking about is um is Elden Ring related recently. Uh how, how it, many hours are you in at this point? Uh man, what an embarrassing question. I'm about like sixty hours in. Wow. Uh, which wow. is not That's awesome. Um I was I was saying this to some buddies the other day. Um 
I've had Pokemon Legends Arceus for longer, mm-hmm. and I've put the same amount of hours into that and Elden Ring. Uh, 100%. I put 20 hours into this in a hurry. Yeah, just like... like, I I started playing it a little bit later because I was replaying Disco Elysium. And yeah, just just fucking eight-hour sessions. Like a a hot knife to butter. Just like, just just burning through it. Um, And (laughs) I'm just like bouncing around right now because I've taken down a few bosses as of right now. I'm going to try my damnedest to like roll credits before we record it next week. I don't know if it's going to... If I'm going to do it. Um... But I'm just bouncing around and, like, still finding things. We were talking about this in the text chain a little bit. And this is probably a larger conversation as well. But I said that the the big... We were saying that the, the bigness of the game is, like, upsetting and, like, depressing. It really is, yes. <laughs> like, it, it doesn't make me feel good. It makes me feel as small as I do on Earth. Uh, 100%. Like, playing this game. <laughs> oh, buddy. Uh, yeah. You're it's not like, small. You're oh, very important. I know. I'm very big and strong. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, it, like, just, like, I, I there's not... I don't know. It's it's maybe the game of a lifetime. Like it's like it's truly remarkable. I uh, wow. You know we've we've set up the the get played private, you know multiplayer server mm-hmm. uh, I to join with that. get play as the invited. main uh, the main password and the <laughs> and also the i the what the messages password. Yeah, I don't remember. Yeah, yeah. There's two passwords and they're both get play lowercase. And today while playing somebody in our group became the Elden Lord. Wow. Wow. You get a notification? Yeah, you get notification at the bottom. It's like somebody beat the souls or the fucking ring bearer. I don't know what that, but the shard bearer, yeah. Shard bearer. But across the bottom of my screen was somebody in the group became the Elden Lord. And I was like, holy fuck. Mm -hmm. I'm really proud of you, listener, whoever you were. I'm proud of you too. Um, I think you could be doing some other things, but I'm also like, I, you know, it's very cool. Congrats. Whoa. Uh, (laughs) Slam. You just lost the listener. Me doing the same thing as them. Like, yeah. (laughs) I have, I've only played around 20 hours also, just because of the amount of time that I have to be able to, to play the game. And, uh, I, (laughs) I had, I rectified a, a problem today while playing that blew my mind, which is that I have been using the same plus one sword for all 20 hours, <laughs> felled several bosses with it. And I'm like, God, this game is fucking hard. Like it takes a million hits with my fucking, when am I going to get some way to level up this sword? But then I checked my inventory and I had like all the high level stones Mm-hmm. For like the smithing stones, and every time I check in with the blacksmith, he's like, "You don't have any stones or whatever the fuck he says." <laughs> you know, yeah, I guess that's in my head. He doesn't actually say anything except yeah. like his fucking pre-record. Anyway, hello, tarnished. Yeah, hello, tarnished. Would you like your sword? Um, and so I went back to the starting area. And there is like an introductory cave that I just missed. And so I went through the cave, one-shotted everything, slayed the boss in that cave, walked out with enough smithing stones to then level up my sword to a plus nine. (laughs) Yeah. Because I had all the other ones from later in the game. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so now I'm like one-shotting minotaurs and like- wow. 
I get, I'm in the, I don't I I'm doing everything out of order. I'm in areas where I'm not supposed to be. And mm-hmm. I like, and I'll like snipe at something and then drag it out into a clearing, ride my horse around it for 20 minutes to kill it and then kill it. But I'm, yeah. So I don't know. I, 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 I think, and we'll get into this more. I think I like, regular souls level design more than Elden Ring. Interesting. Because everything felt more purposeful uh, in, in, uh, in souls games. Whereas in this, it's just chaos, giant chaos. It's, it's, I, you know, hearing that you guys have only put 20 hours in, I'm like now starting to put together why my like my girlfriend's mad at me. Uh, anyway, yeah, we'll talk about Elden Ring in more depth next week. But right now, we have something we must discuss. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know, last week on the podcast, yeah. we mentioned a few times. I don't remember what, what brought it up, but the, the film Pixels. <laughs> and we decided, hey, let's do a whole episode about that for some reason. Yeah. Would, would uh, we call it a film? <laughs> I call it a film. Yeah. <laughs> This is The Game Was Better, Pixels. We're discussing the film directed by Chris Columbus, released in 2015, an $88 million budget, and it's all up on screen, a worldwide gross of $244 million. Uh, did not do great in the U.S., but did pretty well worldwide. Uh, had anyone seen this movie before? Because I saw it in, by myself in theaters. Oh, no. When it man. came out. No. You did? <laughs> I did, yeah. I did. That's that Were you the only person in there? <laughs> Um, I think I was sitting next to a family, so I was the... <laughs> was it Adam Sandler's family? <laughs> it was Sandler's family, yeah. They're all in the movie. Also, why uh, did you go sit directly next to the family, Nick, if they were, they were the only other people in the theater? Yeah. Nick's all like, can I have some of your popcorn? <laughs> <laughs> Sits down. I brought beans from home. <laughs> <laughs> Sits down, keeps as the movie's happening, keeps whispering to the mom, did this really happen? <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't get an answer. So the Adam Sandler—it's an, Adam, it's an Adam Sandler movie. It's a Happy Madison movie, and as such, we're seeing all the the Happy Madison stalwarts. Although there's some new additions, you know, there's some that it's it's not like Dinklage and Gad are necessarily showing up in in Grown Ups too. Uh, Kevin James, obviously, in 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 this and and. Uh, as as he is in a lot of these Sandler movies, I don't know. I mean, I don't know where to how to begin with this discussion. I guess I, so. I'm the only one who saw who watched this for a second time. Yeah, yeah. You okay, watched it for a second it. time. I was thinking maybe we should say where we're at with Sandler and Sandler movies. Maybe that's Ooh. a start, right? Uh, Great. I'll, I'll say. I fucking love the Sandman. Okay, I love. I lo- you know. I I think I like a lot of his movies all the way up through. Maybe maybe Fifty First Dates was like maybe where I fell off. Like I liked mm-hmm. that one when I saw it. Uh, I watched it since and maybe think like oh yikes, that gets maybe a little uh, didn't didn't age great. Um, 
but I still I still love him. I did I I I loved Hubie Halloween as a more recent one. I loved Hubie Halloween. Like Hubie I laughed Halloween my ass off laugh. watching Hubie, Hubie Halloween. Made me laugh a lot. <laughs> um, and you know I like when he goes serious. Like Uncut Gems is really great. He's like a, I think he's a good actor. And I think he's interesting. Um, yeah, he's good. Yeah, but like for me in this, this was not a good. This was not a good Sandler, in in my well, opinion. This, hmm. So uh, I I am. I'm also on board with the Sandman. Yeah. Uh, I um, I think Billy Billy Madison is a good movie, but I think Happy Gilmore is an incredible movie. Mm-hmm. That being said, haven't seen it since I was a kid, but still, like, excellent, excellent. There is a tone to Sandler movies that I think his writer, I watching Pixels, I kept thinking his writers did a pass on this after it had been written as a straightforward action movie, mm-hmm. because there are Sandler-esque touches throughout pixels that feel like they don't belong in a movie of this like scope. For example, <laughs> when he is driving his truck and the guy from his childhood pops up in the back of the truck and is like, Hey man. And Sandler backhands him and he flies out of a moving vehicle yeah. onto the street. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's like graphically violent for no reason. It felt like there were like moments like that throughout Pixels. And I wish I wish it had been more of a Sandler movie than splitting the difference the way it felt like it did. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at the the credits for, you know, Tim Hurley, he is who's in also in the movie and, and you know, longtime Sandler collaborator uh, who is the main screen credit on this one. Uh, he, you know, he he wrote he wrote Hubie Halloween among uh, uh, and, and a lot of Sandler movies. So the man back can the get lightning in a bottle like he can do it. <laughs> Right. (laughs) Timothy Dowling also credited, and I don't know if they work together, uh, but he his credits are a little bit more a little bit more down the middle action sci fi and that sort of world, it seems to be. So so Heather's theory may be correct. It may be that this started off as a a little bit more of a a little bit less of a Sandler and got retrofitted into being a Sandler once he got attached. I I like the Sandman. I'm a big Sandler fan. Yeah. Give me some Sandler. Sure. And I I even think some of his his lazier, more recent Netflix movies are still like have some fun stuff in them. mm -hmm. You know, I like Like the do over and I like the mystery murder mystery. What's the what's the one with uh, the the one where he plays the talent agents? It's 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 got another name type. Oh, Sandy Wexler. Sandy Wexler made me laugh. Can like, I? Wexler's, Wexler's got Heather, some good jokes in it. Is that the one that you love that one sequence from? Mm, uh, what? Huh? What, no, you're wait. thinking of. Um, I know what you're thinking of. It's uh, Jack and Jill with Jack Dunkachino. and Jill, yeah. That's what you're thinking. Dunkachino. Great sequence. Yeah, that's really good. I have a. Yeah. I, <laughs> Can we just play that now? Just put that yeah, in the podcast. Yeah, let's play it. Let's okay. play it. Let's play it. We live in a just world because you can just type in Dunkachino and it's the first thing that comes up. <laughs> yes, it should. Yeah. Well, here we go. Yes. Something's brewing at D&D. It's not Al anymore. It's Dunk. Dunk-a-chino. Don't mind if I do. What's my name? Dunk-a-chino. It's a whole new game. Dunk-a-chino. Dunk-a-chino. You want creepy goodness? I'm your friend. Say hello to my chocolate blend. 
He's dancing. He's good. Best thing Pacino's ever done. Oh, yeah. He's so committed. (laughs) (laughs) Incredible. Like, just great. Um, I want to know what Mary uh, thinks of the Sandman, but I have a Sandy Wexler anecdote. Okay. I'm in Sandy Wexler. You're Wait, in what? Sandy Wexler? I'm in the crowd because they shot it at the improv, at the Hollywood Improv over on Melrose. Oh, right. And I used to work there. And so they shut, it, they shut the club down for like two days and they had all of us come like be in it. So I'm in the background in one of the scenes like at the club. And it Are was you like, visible? You can see me. I'm in the trailer. Yeah. Wow. Um, I'll, maybe Maybe I'll get a screen cap and I'll, I'll, I'll send it to you guys. Amazing. Um, but he... Uh, Sandler was cool, and he was. I, I had to hear. You to, he has a crazy laugh in that movie, uh, and on the you know we were there, and he was doing the laugh, and I was like, "This is the laugh." It's like crazy. It's like it's a really crazy thing to hear in person. Um, and then uh, we just got to hang with Colin Quinn all day because we were like in the crowd, and like Colin Quinn was like doing stand up, and he just wanted to talk to us because we worked there, uh, and it was it was a it was a great great day. It was very very fun. Wow. Yeah, that's right. Wow. But anyway, that's, that's my cool. Sandy Wexler anecdote. Check me out on Sandy Wexler. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so yeah, Mary, where are you at with the Sandman? Um, I really like him. I don't, I don't have like a um, much of a relationship with his movies, except that we used to watch them on um, church trips when I was young. Um, like mm-hmm. when we would be on like church bus trips. trips. Yeah, they. It was like one of the sort of. Um, I guess Jesus approved movies to to watch (laughs) were Adam Sandler movies. So they would just always be. Um, I feel like we did watch (gasps) Little Mickey on a church trip. I don't, I mean, I don't know. Uh, Look, evangelicals (laughs) are uh, kind of messed up, but that's for another podcast. Um, um, so I don't know. I don't have a lot of, um, a big like relationship to his body of work, but what I do know, I, I think, is really good. And Heather, what was the um, trip we went on where we just listened to his um, a- album all the way home? Yeah, we we, went, we listened we to his most or? most recent album on a trip on a road trip we took together. Yeah, um, because I was like, oh, you've got to hear Keys Wallet Phone. It's a pretty good song. Mm-hmm. And then we ended and up we I sing think, that yeah. around the house a lot. A lot now, although now we've turned it into Keys Wallet Phone Mask. Keys Wallet Phone Mask. <laughs> that special is good. It's a, it, it's a really funny, good special. Yeah. Yeah. The, far, the Farley really song is, is, oh, God. Oh, yeah. It's really good. Sledgehammer. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. He does that I, well. He does sincerity well. Yeah, yeah he, he does. does. I think that's why he's a good dram- dramatic actor, too. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, but so I don't I don't have a lot uh, like a, a great relationship with his his work, but but I I, li- I like him. I think he's very really talented. Uh, let's keep going with the cast members. How does everyone feel about Kevin James? <laughs> you mean the I president love- of the United States? <laughs> <laughs> I love Kevin James. 
I really, really like sitcoms, and I have probably seen almost every episode of King King of Queens. Yeah. Um, what, what are your favorite What are your favorite sitcoms of all time? Um, most recently, I really love Mom, the sitcom Mom. Mom. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! With Allison Janney, I love it so much that I even went to a taping of Wow um, the sitcom and. Um, I think it's, I just think it's so funny and it's a very female centric sitcom too, which you don't get a lot of. So it's not like, um, you know, the kind of like schlubby guy with like the really hot wife who's like kind of a nag, which seems to be like the sitcom-y trope. Mm -hmm. But mom is like about all these, um, women who are in, um, AA and it's really funny, and wow. and and Alice and Janney is you know perfect. So I, yeah. I I love mom, but I love I love Kevin James. I I like King of Queens a lot. <laughs> uh, this this was a choice I remember when the movie came out, and yes, as as Matt said, the Adam uh, Adam Sandler's character Brenner and Kevin James's character Will are childhood friends, and then when they grow up. Uh, you know, 30 years, 30 or 40 years lapse, however much time is, is supposed to pass. And uh, Adam Sandler works at a Geek Squad equivalent, and Kevin James is the president of the United States, and they're still close. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's like a big choice. And I remember that was a thing when people, when the movie came out, they're like, he's the president to like say, like, the, like this movie's ridiculous. But I remember saying, like, it is a comedic choice. Yeah. It is meant to be like a joke that this it guy. Was, it this, was a hard you know, laugh for me. Like, it was really funny. Laugh. Yeah. 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 Like, well, uh, I gotta go be president of the United States. I was like, that's fucking funny. <laughs> I just like, you know, you lose touch with friends, like childhood friends over the years, but this guy's sure. like, no, I need to stay friends with this guy, even though I'm becoming the president of the United States. Like, he was probably the mayor at some point, maybe a senator, a governor, maybe. Yeah. And then, like, he was like, no, I'm gonna be the president. <laughs> Still, still have one-on-one meals with this guy. Yeah, and, and he's the president consults. after uh, Barack Obama because Obama is mentioned in the movie. Obama later. exists in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Obama so got like tr- one term, and then yeah. Kevin James got to be the president. In the logic well, of this world, yes, yeah. unless it's sent, unless it's set in the future because this came out in 2015. Oh, yeah, he would have had yeah. to defeat. Obama. Yeah. Which is so he's he's Mitt Romney in this world. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I uh, so I don't know. I mean, the cast is unbelievable. It's just like can't, they got Peter Dinklage, they got Gad, Michelle Monaghan, who's great. Mm-hmm. But then, then the supporting roles, like Brian Cox is in this yeah. acting the, the shit out of this, just yeah. acting his ass off, playing an admiral. He's so good, and I'm just like, what is this? What is happening? How much Sean money Bean. did you have to get Sean Bean and Brian Cox just fully committed? Yeah. in this broad comedy where they're fighting against Galaga. Yeah, like, and like, I mean, it yeah. must have been like the 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 last thing that uh, Brian Cox did right before Succession, too. I bet. I bet mm-hmm. he did Pixels, and then he moved right on to um, Succession. Yeah, then he was a big, like, fuck off, big and they went over yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Similar characters, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jane Krakowski, too, is in this and has, like, four lines. I yeah. just like so underutilized. Yeah. I love Jane Krakowski. She's, She's so, so good. talented. And One I was of two like, women in the movie. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? She must have had like scenes at some point that got cut or something. Been, I was yeah. like waiting yeah. for her to have like a fucking like song or, or something. She's so great. And, and yeah, the, she's, she's the, the scene, first lady. The scene that she's in, yeah, because she's married to Kevin James. The scene that she, she's in, they're both behaving unbelievably. Like <laughs> <laughs> She's like tickling him and he's like, <laughs> like he's me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they've shut down a cake. Sh- uh, it's like a private date for the two of them, at like a make your own cake shop. Yeah, and yeah, they're both just like it's it's uh, it's it's on edge. I don't know. I, so here's what I'll say, because I don't think we need to, we need to necessarily go through this scene by scene or anything. But well, but before we, yeah. before we move away from cast, I also want to say Dinklage is phenomenal. Yeah, he's in great. this movie. Like you Bear can must- watch him make like six acting choices. In the span of a single sentence? Yeah. Yeah. Like, he is so believable that some of the comedy lines don't work mm-hmm. because you believe he means them. <laughs> <laughs> right. I, I have a confession to make, which is that I was extremely drunk when we watched this last night. Okay, good to know. <laughs> um, which is, you know, sorry, Mom. Um, <laughs> I, um, I, and I kept saying, I think, on repeat that, A, I thought Peter Dinklage was, like, so hot in this movie. (laughs) (laughs) But also, I I feel like I was like, why is he not as big as Brad Pitt? Like, he is, like, phenomenal. He's a Um, very good, like, charismatic, like... He should be a movie star. Like, he's very good. Yes! He's (laughs) so talented. And... Apparently, drunk Mary thinks he's so handsome. <laughs> he's he's She's, good in this. She did he's like say this. it a lot. She said like it a, a lot. lot. Yeah, a lot. Like, Enough okay. that even as a drunk person, I was like, "Is this bothering you?" And then he would come on screen again, and I would be like, "Fuck, that guy's so hot." <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's definitely very, got a look in this, and and yeah. it's very. I think it's very clearly Billy Mitchell inspired, like, yeah. he, like, because you know it goes, it comes down to Donkey Kong, and he's cheating in the video games, and, and and like the championship game he played against Adam Sandler, they beat him as kids, was Donkey Kong. So it's like this is so clearly like at some point he's like, well, we should make a fictional version of King of Kong, and then also add this other shit, uh, and uh, but yeah, he's great. He's a great sort of pseudo villain. Uh, Gad, I think is good. Gad, you know, can be can be hit or miss, but he's yeah. he's good in this. He's hitting in this, and uh, and it's also like 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 Dan Aykroyd's in this. Clearly, he had a deal. He had a handshake agreement where they were going to do a Crystal Skull vodka uh, <laughs> on camera because that's that's there's a very prominent Crystal Skull bottle in in a bar scene they go to. Yeah, uh, they do. Uh, also, some of the supporting cast, like uh, Avion Crockett, who plays the sergeant who gets uh, abducted, and he just like keeps talking. Like, 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 I think he's got some really funny lines in this. And then also, uh, Dennis Akiyama is the, plays uh, Toru Iwatani, uh, who's the creator of Pac Man, and I think like I think he's really funny. Like, he's got some. Mm-hmm. He's got a really good scene where he's talking to Pac Man. He's like, "He is my son." I'm just gonna <laughs> yeah. have a moment with him. It's really good. He had that's a, also yeah, the, that's also the real guy's name. Oh wow. Um, yeah. I had a take about I had a take about Gad, and so mm-hmm. I don't think Gad was bad in the movie. I think just because he's probably like like ten years younger than everybody in the like is like than Sandler and like um 
than Kevin James. That I had yeah, they tried to have him be a yeah. little younger in that flashback scene where he's like, he's the wonder kid. They try yeah. to make the age make sense, but it doesn't quite line up. But so my theory is that they wanted like Jack Black or something. And then they sure. couldn't get Jack Black because he's like closer to in age. But maybe that's too much star power for one movie. Because if Jack Black was in this, this would be my oh favorite my movie of all time. Like, <laughs> <laughs> this would be the funniest movie ever made to me. <laughs> um, but I think they maybe couldn't get him. And I tried to look this up and I couldn't find anything. But my theory is he's supposed to be Jack Black. They couldn't get Black. They got Gad. And then the, the rest is history. There's a There's a very... To me, it felt like a a, a purely self indulgent sequence at the ball scene where he's just singing with the band, and it feels like it was a thing of just like ah, I think I should sing in the movie. That mm-hmm. but that also kind of speaks to the the Jack Black of it all because that yes. definitely could have been a thing, a scene written with Jack Black in mind. I did read that he that that was added later. Uh, that he was only <laughs> supposed to interact with the band, and then he did start singing. <laughs> They yeah. found it on the day. They yeah. found it on the day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Well, like, this guy I happens s- to be an amazing Broadway singer. This, this guy who's a video game nerd in the movie. And a good a good, a good good rendition of the song, too. I will give good it rendition. Up. It was song. a great, yeah. it was great rendition. But they could have had Jane Krakowski, like, get up there and, like, and, Why like not? rock out. I mean, she's so amazing. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Kind of wasted in this. Um, yeah. I, I, I don't, so here's, here's what I'll say. I'm watching this movie a second time. The first time I watched it, I, I remember being like, I don't think that was a good movie, but I didn't hate it, and there was some stuff that I liked. This time, as I was rewatching it, I think I even texted you at some point, mm-hmm. uh, Pixels is good. Yeah. Uh, because <laughs> uh, up until the set piece, the Pac-Man set piece, so what happens if you haven't seen this movie is that 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 aliens, it's, it's very much like derived from contact. They sent out in 1982 a satellite that had video game footage within it, Aliens saw it, thought it was a declaration of war, so they're sending video game characters back to Earth to to to, uh, to fight them in, in combat and uh, and conquer the planet. So you know, Galaga attacks, then Centipede attacks. Uh, eventually, they there's a sequence where Pac Man comes to Earth and they have to battle him with minis that are using the Mini Coopers that are uh, being the ghosts, uh, Inky, Blinky, and and Dot and whatever. Anyway. That sequence, I think, is really good. And I think up until that, actually, the movie's pretty well paced and and mm-hmm. has some good, you know, some fun video game action. I do think the the pixel effect they have, like, actually, like, sits in well and looks good. Yeah. And 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 then that there's some good, there's some big laughs throughout. And then from that point on, like, right after that, they have, like, a celebration ball and the rest of the movie just, like, kind of screeches to a halt and is just a real slog until they get to the Donkey Kong showdown at the end. So I kind of turn from being like, this is good, to going back to my original opinion of, like, this is maybe not the best movie, but it does have some fun stuff in it. And I think also as a video game movie, it pays off some video game IP pretty well. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I think the Centipede stuff is good. I think the Donkey Kong mm-hmm. stuff is good. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I thought it was, I felt, here, okay. It feels like two movies, I couldn't get past the fact that it feels like two movies and there's like a great Sandler movie and an okay action movie. And I was bored. The more we spent with the action stuff, I was like, man, this should be like set. This should be ringing all my bells. Mm -hmm. But all I want instead is for like, for like Sandler to insult a child for no reason. Like that's like, (laughs) like there's a, there's a point in like the, a kitchen scene 
when they're like, oh, we've all been fired and we don't have access to the light guns anymore. And we've got to um, we've we've got to we've got to do this on our own. And Sandler says something like, well, we're all going to die tomorrow. And that's just how it is. We're just going to die. And, <laughs> and the rest of the room is like, Jesus. And he's like, I'm sorry, I'm real scared. <laughs> and I, I, I was like, that's that's the version of this I want to see is like crazy shit's happening and then there is also no straight man. Like, mm-hmm. I felt like there were too many people saying the right thing and doing sure. the right thing. And I wish it had been a little bit crazier. That's that's all I got to say. That's it. <laughs> I, I, another Sandler <laughs> thing that made me laugh is that there's a moment where Gad goes up. They're t- the, the Navy SEALs originally who's going to be trained to use the light guns to fight the video game characters. And then ultimately it turns out the guys who actually play the games are better at it. Uh, so... So there's a sequence where the arcade gamers are play the arcade champions are addressing the Navy SEALs and Gad goes up and like freaks out on them. And then afterwards, he's like, uh, he says, Sendler, like, did I do good? And Sendler just says, you did awful. (laughs) 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 I thought so. My So I was saying this is not my favorite Sandler. I think he needed to split the difference somehow because he's like, you know. I, his character is a former video game like tournament champion, right? Mm-hmm. He's unhappy with how his life turned out because he works at like a geek squad. But he was sort of playing him like he was like the coolest guy on earth. Like he was like being very like quippy with like Michelle Monaghan and like mm-hmm. uh, like flirting with her and stuff. And I was like, I think it would be better not if he was like a complete dorkwad like um, like Gad. Um, but I was like, I needed to. I just I don't know. I just didn't buy. That he was supposed to be like a cool guy. Well, he has natural yeah. charisma. That's yes. part of it. Yes. And, I, and I and I think there's also an element of, yeah, he's he's got this this kind of job that he's not that he's embarrassed by. But also, there needs to be there they need to try to make it semi plausible that this gorgeous woman would fall for him, which yes. is what the plot demands. So I I, I guess he, I guess that's maybe you know maybe him kind of constrained by it. But I I don't know. Yeah, I I, I don't know how to. I don't think that's the only issue with it, but yeah, it's it's <laughs> no. it's definitely an issue. I feel like it would have been stronger if he if he did like his life, and that it was more about like the um, uh, Michelle. Uh, how do you say it? Mo- Monahan. Monahan. I, I thought it was Michelle Monahan's mm-hmm. character, like not um, taking nerds seriously, and that it's more mm. about like her her change because. You know, there's nothing wrong with being a, a nerd, and I feel like nerds are like, you know, generally like, pre- they can be like pretty happy being mm-hmm. nerds. And um, I thought that would have been a better structure, but like us, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Are you happy, Matt? <laughs> uh, y- yeah. Good, good, good. (laughs) Um, Yeah, but I also just um, generally felt like why why is it felt a little too tropey in that like all the nerds are dudes and they get like these hot girls, you know, and to kind of be like arm candy or like Jane Krakowski's character kind kind of essentially was Mm -hmm. or like. Michelle Monaghan or uh, what was the like other what was the like there's so there's the there's Lady Lisa who is the video game character come to life that dad is obsessed with played by Ashley Benson who I don't think has a line in this movie but I I want to advocate for like someone needs to make a movie about like 
girl nerds and Mm -hmm. and and like you know girl nerds getting the hot guys or girls because it just felt like (laughs) (laughs) heather's terrified (laughs) heather's terrified (laughs) i'm advocating for you honey you're you're a girl nerd and Oh, yeah, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Heather, are you happy? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) You better be. (laughs) Anyway, I thought Uh, it was just, it was just a little too tropey, I I thought. And, um, you know, in terms of the sort of like gender, gender tropes mm -hmm. that you usually see. I, it, I, it's I, definitely I will, very Sandler, like in that in that sense of yeah, that's how women are used in the movie. Mm-hmm. Well, this one was, I mean, super egregious because a woman is awarded to a man. Yes, <laughs> right. Like, like literally it's called like, a trophy. Yeah, so that's a little rough. But also, in the coda to the film, like if you're going to shoot an uh like a, a button for an entire movie, it's got to be a good joke, right? Mm-hmm. It's got to be like a killer joke. And instead, this was just a question. Like it was like it posed a question about existence. Mm-hmm. It did not make me laugh. It was like, oh, Josh Gad and the and the Lady Lisa are, t- they're married and they have kids, but the kids are all Cuberts. Which means that she's just a reskinned Cubert, which means yes. that he's fucking Cubert. Mm-hmm. Yes. But it's not played hard for laughs. It's not like it, like if you're going to tell that joke, show him in bed and he's and they're like fucking and then he, he like she just starts Making Turning you back to Cubert. Yeah. <laughs> she glitches. Yeah, that's a good point because it is presented like, oh, isn't that nice? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, there there Sandler does have a line where he's just like because so what happens is that 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 it's the whole trophy thing is weird because they're awarded like either earlier they're awarded the duck hunt dog and then that just disappears just like given to an old lady and then they're awarded Cubert and Cubert's just like a, is like a sidekick for a Kubert's big part of the in movie. the movie like he's Kubert's like in the movie a lot <laughs> he's a big character he's a major character um, and then a character at, famous for not being able to speak is given tons of lines yeah more lines than Jane Krakowski yeah Jane Krakowski nothing so so and then, and then at the end of the movie, Lady Lisa has it's it's just confusing the way that Lady Lisa is there. They then goes away, and then they're like, "Well, well they turn they turn Cubert into Lady Lisa as like a reward for mm-hmm. Gad uh, for defeating the aliens, or the aliens do it because they, he's defeated them." And then so it's so it's Cubert. But Sandler does have a line at that point where when they start making out, and he's like. Like she was just Cubert. Doesn't that bother anyone else? <laughs> Which is like, I was like yeah, that's funny. But yeah, I could, they could have leaned on that more. Um, I don't know. Oh, Can't also say it about Serena. Frank Serena Cox. Williams is in. Serena the movie. Williams, oh, yes, and Martha Stewart. <laughs> and Martha Stewart. It's just like everything that, that like that's that stuff. Like you're writing a script and you're just like, ah, fucking. And then Serena Williams shows up, and then whoever we get will be in there. And then it's like, no, they just they just got Serena yeah. Williams and Martha Stewart. They had enough money to just like make every ask happen. Two great God. sports, probably too. You know. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> they must have paid these actors so much money to be in Pixels, don't you? think? I would hope so. Maybe yeah. they just showed them the nice short payday. that it was based on and everyone was kind of like, that's cool. That's yeah. going to be a full movie because the original short is cool. It's a French 
short film that's just a bunch of pixelated video game characters attacking New York City. And maybe they were like, oh, wow, this is going to be that's going to be awesome. Yeah. The idea is not bad. Like, it's like an interesting enough of an idea to like, you know, warrant them making a movie of it. Like, it's like I think it's a I think overall the premise is good Um, execution, you know. Yeah. I had a problem with one of the things that the kid. So part of the, I don't know, the conceit of this movie is that nobody remembers these video games anymore. And so they have to hire these old time gamers in order to memorize the patterns of the games as they're attacking. It's like, oh, this is a unpublished version of Galaga that had the original patterns before that motherboard was scrapped and they reprogrammed it. It's Mm -hmm. like, oh, okay, great. I like that. when Sandler is talking to a kid about modern games, he's watching the kid play The Last of Us because this is a Sony movie. And he, he's like, How, why is this enjoyable? And the kid is like, oh, you just have to pretend to be the guy and be really afraid that you're going to die. And that's how you play the game. And Sandler's like, so there's no patterns? And the guy's like, no. And it's like, that is just not true. It's complete the nonsense, only, yeah. The only way you can get through The Last of Us, especially on the higher difficulty levels, is memorizing everything. Like, it is the exact same muscle mechanic that old Pac-Man games have or Donkey Kong games. And so I was like, man, they, that kid doesn't know what he's talking about. <laughs> you stupid kid. It, 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 has, <laughs> yeah, it has the Wreck-It Ralph problem of like, okay, it's at a certain point, if you know video games, you're like, okay, this was just not written by someone who plays video games. Mm-hmm. This yeah. just didn't, or this, this the writers and, and Chris Columbus, the director, just did not have like the kind of knowledge to, work, to be like, wait, that that's a, that's a silly thing to say about Last of Us. And then the kid, like a 10-year-old kid in 2015, says, that's why you get the reset button. It's like there's not a reset button on a fucking yeah, PS4. Like it's just like that's just not a thing that you you don't think <laughs> kids wouldn't think in those terms. Yeah. So it, it's it, yeah it's it's just they they kind of have the broad strokes there, but it's not it's 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 just they they, they miss in, in certain ways. I don't know. It's got some funny moments, but yeah, overall it's a it's it's a kind of a fucking mess and largely <laughs> self indulgent and bloated. It, it's an hour and forty minutes, and it should be it should be eighty minutes, and then it would maybe be something. Um, I don't know. I, I did mind watching. Like, I did mind watching the video game sequences, though. And there's no, some funny Sandler good. stuff. They it's not. It's not a. Ab- it's not an abomination. No, that's like yeah. they put some real work. Like that. That design for the the you know alien video game monsters looks yes. truly like unique and like very interesting. Like I I, mm-hmm. I liked looking at that. And then the effect on people, like when the Pac Man creator's arm gets bitten off by. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. Pac-Man and it like pixelates like that I don't know I was like that's really awesome. cool I really like that looks great yeah or like there was that one part where they like crash into a car and the car becomes like semi-pixelated yes yeah yes. Like, that was amazing it looked great yeah though that yeah, same sequence also begs like maybe the largest philosophical question of the entire <laughs> film which is that Peter Dinklage and this is oh boy it's a spoiler I don't even feel like doing it. We've okay, already said that, that Gad fucks Cuber, which happens post credits, so it's fine. This, this, this movie great. didn't. I don't feel. Okay. I don't feel the gusto yes. that I usually okay. feel. Okay, you great. can know great. everything about this movie and still enjoy it. I think. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Peter Dinklage cheats Yeehaw, at Pac-Man. 
Uh, what was that? Huh? What'd you say, Matt? <laughs> I said yeehaw, spoiler country. I was starting to feel it afterward. Okay. Well, because <laughs> I would get like a 4% spoiler country. <laughs> I'm afraid to start talking. No, I'm done. All I had was 4%. Yeah. Okay. So Peter Dinklage cheats at Pac-Man when he's playing in real life in New York City by inputting a code that he keeps on the back of his sunglasses, which apparently he was able to do to Donkey Kong, input a code that doesn't exist. As far as I know, it just doesn't exist. (laughs) But what... He is then, so what we've learned about the real world is that it is programmable and that you can input a code into like a non-existent controller and your car will physically teleport in New York City. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the like logic doesn't quite it, hold up. If you pull at that thread, the world unravels. Like you're, right. yeah. I unravel. He's Neo. He's yeah. Neo. He's Dinklage Neo. is Neo. Oh, man. That'd be Hot fucking awesome. Neo. <laughs> oh, excuse me. I totally, totally watch a Dinklage Matrix. That'd Something we didn't really touch on either is that his character, when they get him, he's in prison and they have to yeah. get him out of prison. The president that was my like, favorite part. He's like, do Good they scene. say why he was there? I don't remember why he's there. He, he defrauded a bunch of people Defraud. with a scam. Oh, yeah. that's right. Yeah. Like an online it was, scam. But it was such a good scam. It was... um. What was it? It was it like was, he added like an extra fee to what was it? It was to people's adding, mobile bills. Yeah, mobile bills. Yes, it was adding a small fee to everybody's a small mobile fee bill. To I it, that would scam me. That's such a good yeah. scam. Yeah. yeah, it was good. They could have it, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> Um, I, it, 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 an, an interesting movie. I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of, I guess I'm glad I rewatched it because it just <laughs> sort of, it just sort of crystallized my thoughts about this. And that there was, there were some moments that I enjoyed and, uh, Nick, uh, have you I, seen I, I, yeah. Sonic yet? Have you seen Sonic? Sonic the Hedgehog? The movie. Mm-hmm. I see him every time I close my eyes. What the, the hell? Fuck, dude. Not the pregnant one. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, actually, i i didn't uh, I didn't see I didn't see it theatrically. I ended up watching it yet. I mean, I'm gonna watch it in advance of Sonic the Hedgehog two because I want to well, see that in theaters. I I really feel like your your um your barometer for video game movies is going to change after you see Sonic, which is legitimately just good. Uh, I li- I really like Detective Pikachu. I think Detective Pikachu is maybe. Mm. One, one of the better video game movies. I, mean, I like that movie, too. One of the best video game movies? Maybe the best video game movie? I don't know. It's, it's, I it's Sonic Detective is. Pikachu's fucking great. I, I, I gotta see Sonic, yeah. Gotta see it. I, I made Mary watch the trailer on our phones in a parking lot while we were at dinner. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, wait, wait, wait. Before we go inside, we need to watch something. You gotta and, see uh, this. Yeah. It was the Sonic. I, I haven't even seen the first one, but now I have seen the trailer for the second. <laughs> it's a good trailer. Uh, I pulled up the original French short that Pixels is... Uh, based off of. We can just play a little bit of this real quick. Here we go. Wow! Say hello to my 
<laughs> the thing about it is, too, that the jokes in it are good. Yeah. They're really good. <laughs> so are the dancers. I know it was you. Yeah. <laughs> they, the fact that they haven't done this, like a remake of it for a Super Bowl commercial, is insane. Yeah. Yeah, I'm surprised. They're leaving money on the table. A dunk, a dunk, a dunk, a dunk, a dunk. God. Ever since uh, Heather pointed out this one part in that, uh, it's the funniest thing to me in the world when he says, <laughs> "I know what you're gonna say, I know what you're gonna say. <laughs> it's not Al anymore." And then he pounds his chest. It's yes. stunk. <laughs> and he says it so loud that you hear it echo off of the set. <laughs> ah, it's so fucking good. Any more thoughts on Pixels before we move on? Mm. <laughs> it's not funnier than Dunkajino, but it has no. some good stuff in yeah. it. No. Like, Dunkin as a Gino whole, is... it's not better than that one scene. Sure. That's fair. Dunkajino is one of the best pieces of comedy <laughs> <laughs> crafted by man. <laughs> yeah. Perfect sketch. Yeah. Well, hey, that was the game was better Pixels. Now it's time for a trip down memory card lane. As her own Heather Ann Campbell shows and tells an item from her retro games collection, it's another edition of Heather's Hole. (laughs) Hey, welcome to Heather's Hole. (laughs) I've got something in, in here that I thought I'd share with you guys. Here from, I pulled it out of my hole. So, I was cleaning my office the other day. (laughs) Mary's never been here for that bit. And she's like, oh, no. No, it's a lot. It's an engagement off. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, I was, uh, I I thought this was thematically relevant for the Pixels episode. Because I was cleaning out my office the other day. And I came across an issue of Captain N, the Game Master, the comic book. And Captain N was a uh, 1980s through 1991, 89 to 1991 Saturday morning cartoon uh, that was, that featured a ton of different Nintendo properties all combined into a single storyline. And I've got a a clip here, uh, Matt, that you can just play, which I guess it isn't a clip. It's just the episode. It's the first episode <laughs> of Captain N. But why don't you play it so, so we can all familiar, familiarize ourselves with it for a moment. Welcome to Video Land. So it's a montage wow. of all of these different Nintendo characters existing simultaneously. Wow. I haven't even seen this and it makes me feel nostalgic. Yeah, that style of animation. Yeah. 
I watched this as a kid, and the thing I remember is just Mega Man looked like shit. <laughs> like he just looks so little Whoa. like the actual Mega Man. <laughs> it's about a, a kid from our world who gets sucked into video land and becomes a uh, video game character and then goes on adventures with Simon Belmont from Castlevania, Mega Man, Kid Icarus. Uh, I think Metroid, the mother brain is one of the main villains. Um, yeah. The eggplant wizard is one of the main villains. So I found this issue of Captain N uh, and I'll be, I'll, I'll be honest, shocked at the quality of full color art throughout the Look entire wow. issue of this comic. That being said, I thought there's no way. Oh, there's a great, there's a, there's an ad for Ghostbusters 2. The Nintendo Aww. game. Wow. The Three Stooges, the Nintendo game. <laughs> I owned <Whoa>. it. <laughs> uh, there's also Robot Fighter. Magnus Robot Fighter has an ad in here. And the back cover is Bigfoot. Oh, the, yeah. I remember the Bigfoot. monster truck. Yeah. Just an, just an ad for Bigfoot, the monster truck, the video game by acclaim, you know, no longer a video game uh, company. So. I assumed of the things in my collection, this is probably one of those things that has not accrued in value. I was like, right. this is going to be like a $3 comic at most, like double the double, double the cover price. This fucking comic is going for $150 on eBay. Wow, this issue, Jesus. issue three, a random fucking issue of Captain N. <laughs> Like, what the fuck is happening to, to commodities, guys? <laughs> Who is our, spending? Our joke in our house is that if if Heather and I both lose our jobs, that we're going to be set for life just by slowly selling off her, like, uh, video game collection and, and sort of, like, retro uh, uh, PCs and everything piece right. by piece by piece by piece. <laughs> Don't please don't rob us, listeners. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) It's our retirement. (laughs) What happens in this issue? All right. Well, I'm I'm gonna read a a little bit where Captain N explains how his powers work. As cool as my zapper is, though, when I really want to go, I reach for my super power belt. He's got a Nintendo controller fastened to his belt. By pushing up or down on the controller, I get power-assisted jumps, almost like flying. Pressing left or right on the controller makes me shift at super speed. I can dodge anything, especially someone slow and dumb like the eggplant wizard. (sighs) If he presses pause, it freezes everything, except him, of course. And since he's free to move around, he can use the power belt's other cool features to turn the tables and, uh uh-oh, he forgot that his power belt only holds a limited supply of energy. When the power meter reaches zero, dead batteries. No more powers, no more zapper, and maybe no more me. Whoa. Dark. Dark. But he uses a Nintendo zapper as a gun. Yes, I remember that. And then his belt gives him, like, Basically, Peter Dinklage's powers in <laughs> pixels. To hack the there's, world. There's also an excellent full page ad for Nintendo Power, like a like a subscription page mm-hmm. where cool. you cut out the little thing and mail it in so that you can join Team Power. Cool. Uh, it's fuck. I it's not. A, I mean, like it's a. It's a pretty nice 
robust little comic. And it looks like it's uh, in very good condition. You took very good care of it. Well, it's because I didn't even fucking know I had it. Like, I, I probably <laughs> got it from, like, a like a thrift store uh, for 25 cents. And I was mm-hmm. like, video games. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I don't have any other issues of Captain N. Like, yeah. And I didn't even know that I had Captain N until I recently decided to uh, cardboard back and polybag all of my actual comics. So mm-hmm. I pulled everything out of my uh, bookshelves and sealed it up nice because I was like, you know, everything is becoming so fucking expensive. I probably have yes. something worth something in here. And then as a joke was going to, when I did Heather's Hole today, be like, but unlike, say, my copy of Final Fantasy VI for the Super Nintendo, Captain N is retailing for a dollar ninety five. Mm-hmm. Like that was going to mm-hmm. be my punchline, right. but yeah. instead, it's who the fuck is paying a hundred and fifty dollars for this? Yeah, like, I'm bidding I'm, on it right now. <laughs> <laughs> the, I'm sure the, you this can, is one of the, what. I was going to say this is one of those I, those things that you look back at and it's just like it's amazing that anyone was able to corral these IP rights at any point. Cause the idea now that you would make something, I mean, I guess pixels is kind of this it has got different. It's a Sony film. That's got a different, got a Nintendo characters and other properties, but just like this had Nintendo characters, like first party characters, Capcom characters, Konami characters. There was, a, yeah, just, just, I was skimming the, the Wikipedia page and like, Dragon Quest, Dragon Quest characters, a completely different publisher, uh, showed up as villains. So it's like, it's just, I don't know. How how do they fucking, how, how was, I guess this was probably the point where just people were like, ah, video games, fucking whatever. Yeah, we'll let him do it. Give us Isn't 50 grand. Kingdom Hearts you know? kind of like that, though, where there's like characters from a lot of different universes. Well, that's how much at time least do you like, that <laughs> <laughs> also I, i'm just like parroting what heather has said to me so i, I don't fucking know anything about kingdom hearts i'm no, surprised that, i even remember like the to? name kingdom hearts <laughs> <laughs> yeah metal talk your ear off uh, the th- that that that, that no, that's a good point that one at least is just like it's just capcom or i'm sorry not capcom it's just square enix and and disney it's just it's just two companies really so yeah. Mm. That and one, I, was, I, I, I get a little bit more. There's some kind of weird rights thing happening very subtly in Kingdom Hearts because they slowly, like, take away the Final Fantasy characters. So by, like, yes. the by final by Kingdom Hearts 3, none of those dudes are there anymore. Like, you don't run into Cloud or Sephiroth or anybody. It's just the Kingdom Hearts cast and the Disney characters, mm-hmm. which... I don't know. I don't. I don't know why that's happening, but it feels. It feels like it's got to be like an IP reason, right? You know what I'm saying? It's a little. It's a little strange. Yeah. It's a little yeah. strange. Guys, uh, Matt has just, just explained it all in like the uh, Engage exclusive exclusive game. <laughs> yeah, it was never un- translated to English. They unpack why. Uh, yeah, that like Cloud and um, uh, mm. the Moogles are like no longer around. Yeah. And it's all. It's all canon. Got it. It's all. Yeah. It's all canon, and uh, it's it. But it takes. It's 20 hours. You still got to, you got to get to it. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to read just, I want to just read real quick the list of IP that is, that is present in Captain N. The Adventures of Bayou Billy, Bojacks and Bas- Baseball, Burger Time, California Games, Castlevania, Donkey Kong, Dragon Warrior, Fazanadu, Final Fantasy. Faxanadu, Jor- I played that. Jordan versus Bird one-on-one. 
Kid Icarus, oh, no. Marble Madness, Mega Man, Metroid, Nemesis, Mike Tyson's Punch-Out, Paperboy, Puss in Boots, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. What? Solar Striker, Super Mario Brothers, Tetris, Wizards and Warriors, The Legend of Zelda, and Zelda 2, The Adventure of Link. Like, wow. Kind of amazing. How? Like, it must have been a universal rights negotiated, like anything that appears on, on a Nintendo you have access to. I guess so, yeah. And then they just were like, ah, whatever. Who, yeah, we'll make it a kid's cartoon. That'll help sell games. We, we don't care. Uh, I, I fact, Xanadu, that's just this. I, I hadn't thought about that game in forever. I, I finished that game as a kid. It's kind of a, a an early sort of Metroidvania in my memory, but it is just like a side, like a 2D side scroller with uh, whether you're battling bosses and it's in a fantasy world and you upgrade your character. Uh, buy items and shit. It's uh, I remember it being pretty good, but who knows? Maybe I, I was a dumb kid. Maybe it sucks. <laughs> I, I also played, played uh, three, the Three Stooges game. <laughs> I played Paperboy a lot when I was young. My brother and I we played that one a lot, and you just like you just like ride down streets and and avoid potholes and try to throw yes papers into people's um front yards and um. Uh, mailboxes, but we would play it um, our own version where we would try to, you would have to press like the go button and not let it go and try to see, you know, how many papers you could deliver, um, which was like hard mode. That was a, it was a fun game. <laughs> um, well, hey, that was <laughs> that was Heather's hole. You're, you're now exiting Heather's hole. Oh my god! <laughs> Yikes! <laughs> uh, Mary Laws, thank you so much for being with us. Any anything you would like to plug? Um, no, I'm a fucking Hollywood douchebag. I just have projects in development right now, so no, I don't want to plug anything. I want to plug Heather's hole. Wait, no, that's not a... No, I didn't mean it like Christ. That. Jesus. <laughs> Sorry, Mom. Sorry, Heather's mom. Heather's mom listens to all of these. Sorry, Gail. <laughs> I love oh, you, hey, Gail. That's, <laughs> uh, we love you, Gail. That's this week's Get Played. Follow us on social media at Get Played Pod. Our music and engineering are by Devin Bright. You can follow him on Twitter at BaffleGail. And next week's episode, reminder, is this month's We Play, You Play on Elden Ring. So uh, slide into our DMs, send us emails and voicemails about Elden Ring, your reviews, or even if you just have like a story about something that happened to you in the game, uh, we'll pro- we might use them on the show. Matt, do you have the, the, the email and, and phone number for people? Yes, Nick. The email is getplayedpod at gmail.com, and the phone number is 6162-PLAYED. That's 616-275-2933. Rattled that off the dome like it was nothing. Yeah, easy. It's my real phone number. That's why I remember it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you. Uh, yeah, thanks, Mary. Um, uh, I, I hate to be the one to do this to you. I'm really, really sorry, but you got played. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. Damn. I'm yeah. sorry. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Slam. You just lost a listener.